You're listening to Beyond the Bike with Big Lou. And now a few words from our advertisers. Welcome to Sysmontane Brewing Company. We are located at 1409 East Warner Suite 6, Santa Ana, California 92705. We are open on Monday through Thursday from 3 to 9, Friday and Saturday from 12 to 9, and Sunday from 12 to 6. We have 15 beers on tap with rotating seasonal options. We also have a cask night and taco Tuesday every Tuesday from 3 to 9. And we also feature vinyl Sundays where you can come and choose your own record and we play your music for you. We'll see you soon, Santa Ana. Cheers. project all these qualities onto me you don't know me this is what happens between if i had a nickel for every time i think i did something stupid then i'd have a shit on the nickels that shit was stupid i run it back take it back hold it back take it back run it back run it back run it back i'ma kill the fucking white well i'ma give the dick a damn heart attack if i had a nickel for every time i think i did something dumb as rich as a man with no kids in the decent income i'll be richer this shit call me young richie bitch i'm the nut for macaulay the coke and the kid i've been stuck on the sea on the huff for a taste looking for love but i only got only got welcome 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 we are back in the studio hit 21radio.com be on the bike we got jordan steyer what's up jordan what's up man how you doing, man? That intense intro. It's super... Get you hyped. Get you pumped. Irrelevant to everything we talk about. It's <laughs> <laughs> dope, Right. So tonight, we got, we, got, we, got some, we got some good stuff that we're going to be talking about, uh, trying out. Different kind of brew. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've kind of, you know, Jordan wanted something a little different, so we decided to, instead of bringing in the uh, IPAs, we brought in the, uh, I don't know, what do you call this, dude? The beans, coffee. <laughs> coffee. That's what you call yes, it. that's right. We got we got coffee. We got some case coffee from Ashland, Oregon. I was up there last weekend. Uh, we also have coffee from Oregon, Oregon again from Ashland. It's called Rogue Valley and some Troop Racing Roastery. So we're gonna. I brought in a little grinder, GSI grinder, um, that we're gonna, we're gonna throw some bees in there, and uh, we got the French press. I got some hot water, and we're gonna. We're going to have a little good old-fashioned camp adventure in the studio. I don't know, man. You're not, you're not going to – we can't do all those beans, though, right? You're only going to do one, right? Well, we got enough water. We can we can do a bunch of them. I mean, if you're willing to – what are you going to do? You're going to just reuse the, – the French press is – I mean, you're going to just clean it every time and then yeah, get yeah, up we'll, and – We'll figure it out, dude. We'll figure it out, man. We're, we're going right. to we're gonna roll the dice on this bad boy. I guess so. All right. So, welcome, Jordan. Let's talk about your uh, your trip. You had a little little vacay that you went out out the. Where'd you go? Uh, so it was for a wedding, and my girlfriend's uh, dad was in a band back in the day, and they did a uh, reunion kind of thing. So I think I mean the last time they played together was like forty two years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was a while ago. I think it was around there, like glory like days, forty plus years. The band's called Satin and Steel. Okay, that's sexy. And they were a. Uh, it was like a mix between like a guitar and horn band and like the Chicago type thing. They were into that kind of style. Mm. So it was kind of cool to, to check that out. But we uh, we went to, we landed in Boston, stayed in Boston for a day, day and a half, and then we Boston. Went, then we went up to uh, Plattsburgh, uh, New York, for a wedding. It was an uh, army, like a military wedding. It was pretty cool. The, you uh, you had to get all fancy. I mean, I wore a suit. Okay. Um, 
everybody else was basically in suits. So, yeah, I mean, I was kind of debating. It's like, they're like, oh, you don't have to wear a suit, you know, just a tie, whatever. I was like, yeah, I'm going to take the suit because there's military dudes. But it was a, uh, the father of the groom is a, he was a general, no, he's not a general. What was he? I forgot what he's a he's a super high up. I should know better than this. I, I it's not my family, but right. It was, it was cool. Not your problem. Yeah, <laughs> but that was fun. I mean, Plattsburgh is like to me it's, everything just felt like the middle of nowhere. But that mm-hmm. was up in New York. Then we went to uh, Rutland, Vermont, which is again middle of nowhere. But that was where the uh, where my girlfriend's father was uh, raised. And then we went to Manchester, New Hampshire, and then back down to Boston. So we were kind of everywhere. Mm. It was cool. Definitely fun. I mean, we got to see the leaves change, leaves change, which was ah, kind of cool. Like, yeah. So we we basically got there at the perfect time, like every day. But like it was just everything was changing. It was pretty cool. So I've only I mean, I've been in the city in New York up there, but I haven't really been in the country. So it was mm-hmm. it's cool. It's cool to see like the boondocks of the East Coast. Right. Yeah. We we don't have four four seasons here. We have. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean what do we have really? <laughs> dry, a little bit cooler, still dry, then hot again and dry again. <laughs> so a little bit of wet every once in a while. Yeah, the the amazing thing about that place is just the amount of water that's flowing around. I mean, everywhere you go, there's just either like a pond or like a what looks like a wetland or uh, the rivers that just kind of flow through and just big lakes too. Nice. It's cool. Nice. So Green. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know, right? So I was up in Ashland, Oregon. Um, Another was, place that's all green and wet. <laughs> was, yeah, yeah. You know what? It was a trip, dude. Because uh, we were like last time you were up there was uh, like two years ago, three years ago. It was last year. Last year? Last okay. Year. Yeah. So uh, the year before last, when it really rained, because last year was pretty dry. Yeah, that was year I went with. Uh, it was with Sean. I yeah. Sean Small was up there. Yeah. Dude, and we had lightning and stuff like that. So it, it, I mean, we didn't have that much lightning going on there, but uh, there were some on the way up there. Uh, a lot of rain on Friday and Saturday was kind of off and on, but man, it was beautiful up there. Like the weather was great, like sweater weather. Yeah, it's nice. You're huh? <laughs> like, well, I can put a sweater on. All right, cool. Yeah, man, this is awesome. That's how I felt too. And I was, I was like, man, I haven't worn a jacket in a while. <laughs> yeah, kind of nice. So actually, it was it was like forty, like forty five degrees. Okay, you're so, you're colder than I was. Yeah, yeah. So I actually had to put a base layer and a, and a, and a mid layer on. It's pretty cold when it's wet too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for the race, it was okay. Yeah, every, everybody had a good time. I'm, I, you know, I didn't see anybody like really like drenched and like you know, coming down with muddy faces and stuff. But yeah, I mean, everybody had a good time. I think there's one guy that kind of hurt himself pretty bad, yeah, like dislocated shoulder or something. Yeah. You know, it gets fast over there, dude. Like some of those stages are pretty fast. Yeah, and you have a lot of people when you're racing. Mm-hmm. And stuff happens. It's yep. wet or dry. Right. So, um, you know, went up there to to promote into another bike fest. You know, we finally have the announcement. You know, with California Enduro Series, so now it's official. Um, a lot of people were like, hey, we, is it really going to happen? Are you just BSing me? I'm like, no, it's going to happen. So, you know, the cat's out of the bag. You know, May 24th to 26th, 2019, Ensenada. First race. First race of the California Enduro Series. Uh, people were stoked, dude. I would say 90% of the people that I, that I spoke to were willing to come down to Ensenada to race. Yeah. And make it a trip, make it a vacation, you know. So that was cool. You know, I was pretty pumped on that, and uh, Bill and Sue, they were awesome. You know, they, they they allowed me to set up a booth, you know, um, during their registration, the packet pickup on Friday. Okay. And then race the Saturday, so I was right next to the guys from Shimano. Nice. and uh So, yeah, it was cool. Right in there. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, we had a good time. We were giving out water bottles. 
um, the leftover water bottles from uh, Illusion Brews. You okay. know, I had some Shimano water bottles, so we're nice. giving out to people. So that's cool. Yeah, I mean, it was like, dude, I always you can always use an extra water bottle, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. you 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 ride with a water bottle, right, Jordan? Yeah. So you you probably sometimes forget to it's wash all- it or clean it, so it gets a little moldy, a little funky. Yeah, it's always nice to have extras for sure. <laughs> so we're like, oh, dude, I gotta get rid of this thing and yeah. and either clean it up or throw it away. Yeah, and you lose them on the trail, too, and it's just one of those things where I feel like if you go to races enough, you usually get used to getting them for free, so you mm-hmm. kind of buy one, so if, yeah, you might as, well, might as well take it. Yeah, you're like, wait a minute, I have to buy a water bottle now? No, hell no, dude. Unless nah. you want a real one, like the Camelback one. I mean, those are my favorite, but yeah, free, yeah. free water bottle is always nice. And, uh, you know, the, the, when the, you know when you were up there last year, you know, we were kind of walk, you know, drove around the city and watched a little bit of LARPing going on. A little bit of LARPing. Yeah, and then uh, obviously, <laughs> you know, if you go there... If you go there, if any, so kind of give it a breakdown, Jordan, what a LARPing is. LARPing, I mean, from my understanding, <laughs> it's what people that uh, that dress up live live action role play. Is that what it, that, <laughs> yeah, that's what it means. So you know better than I do. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems like uh, is it a coincidence that this race always lands on the Shakespearean thing, or is that just a constant thing? I, I think it's a once a year thing. I'm not. I mean, it, that's like their. I mean, they have a, a whole like little community set up just for that. Yeah, right? I mean, when you go through the city, like there's actual metal signs that say. Shakespeare uh, festival, festival, yeah, yep. like it's they're not temporary signs. No, like the, no, the, the town that's, basically that, that's that's probably one of their biggest sources of uh, revenue as probably. far as tourism goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, you know, driving around, we, we ended up running into some local coffee places there. Yeah, you know, and so yeah. I bought some coffee. Case Coffee is one of them, and uh, um, I want to try something different, so I went to Rogue Valley. It's a little small. It's cool. It, it's almost like it was somebody's home at one point, and it turned yeah. into a coffee shop. Yeah. So he had like the wooden door with the screen on there, so you kind of open it and it kind of slammed right behind you. You know, <laughs> you get cool. that home feeling, like, oh, cool, like I'm home, mom. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, because like uh, I remember Case being at least from last year. It's it's kind of modern, and then uh, mm-hmm. um, same with uh, Noble, but Noble, it's, it's a cool vibe to all of them. You yeah, know, Oregon's known for their coffee. It's just a bunch of which is a trip, right? I mean, you w- you wouldn't think like they're known for the coffee because like so uh, we have here Case Coffee. That's their house blend. And uh, kind of gives you a description of what it is: chocolate, almond, caramel, and 50% com- Colombian from Santa Maria, 25 from Guatemala, Los Los Santos, and then 25% Honduras Cabañas. So it's not coffee from Ashland, Oregon. It's coffee from other parts of the world. Yeah, of course. I mean, that, that, like any place. Take a smell. I can smell from here, dude. The, the smell of vision. So I have, I have this the just GSI outdoors little hand grinder deal, like ceramic hand grinder. Dude, so, so yeah, right. So uh, we'll start grinding it up a little bit, and we can keep talking about the coffee while people get the experience of what I'm doing here. <laughs> I feel like uh, you like got uh, you got uh, the beans in there. Yeah, yeah, right, that's right, what right. I'm doing right now. So this cool, you know, this is like a little compact where you can go like backpacking or whatever. It's pretty small, so you I have to do a couple of these, like maybe three or four of these, to to be able to get enough coffee for both of us mm-hmm. for the French press. But it's like down here, it's got like a little adjuster. So depending on what kind of grinds you want like if you want like a like a thicker grind for for the french press or more of a finer grind for like a espresso or something you can do it with this you say espresso oh espresso don't say sorry (laughs) if we're gonna talk about coffee man sorry man i I did did go to sis montaigne because i knew (laughs) we weren't gonna have coffee tonight so i had to go in there grab some beard so i started started drinking before i got here (laughs) sorry shout out to sis montaigne man uh so yeah i mean it's cool, you know, you get a little workout where we're doing this thing, you know, and, and, and at least when we had the guys from Troop Racing, they were uh, they were talking about how it's better to, to have a, you know, to grind it fresh because you get that, 
you get that bloom or something like that when you when you do the uh, when you put it in the uh, yeah they're freshly open yeah yeah freshly grown so. yeah you don't want to like store grounds because you're really I'm getting a workout here guys <laughs> <laughs> just keep keep doing this until until they're all gone but yeah, it's cool dude like you know. You know, you get that camp camp vibe. So you kind of like the Dancing with the Wolves, right? When uh, when Kevin Costner was around the the campfire with all the Indians, right? And he's kind of <laughs> he's got the old wooden box uh, uh, coffee grinder, and he's doing the thing. He's like, uh, you know, and then he pulls out the little thing, and there's a coffee, and then they start grabbing like handfuls and put it in their cup. Remember that that scene? Yeah, Dance with the Wolves, man. That's that's one of the good movies there. You Kevin your, Costner, dude. You and your references. So, like, with the, with the, with the, the grind size on that thing, is it a number system, or does it tell you, like, oh, shit. <laughs> I got it, I got it, I got it. Saved it. So, so, check that out, dude. So, uh, you know, you can you can adjust it, just the uh, the grounds, right? And, it's, and it smells like chocolate. Right? Hold on. I got to fix this real quick. No, so, like, your, like your grind size, though, are you – what is the, the grind? Is it just a – kind of guess it you know or yeah how, yeah it's it kind work? of a guesstimate so here i'll show you real quick does uh, it give you like a like can you see where you uh not not really i think you have to gauge it you know you kind how of how many you, turns yeah so you you twist yeah you turn it and it kind of locks into place oh you got detents okay yeah it's got a little it's got a little detent in here but it's like ceramic so you can like take it all apart and clean it ceramic's nice that's yeah. a fancy one then yeah i mean i i got it i got a, a good deal on it but those are pricey ceramic ones are they I mean, I know that ceramic is the uh, the preferred uh, material, right? It's they, they last longer than the steel ones, and, and they don't rust, right? From what right. I've heard, yeah. So we got we got our first little batch in there. So I'm gonna so you check out the inside right there. So you see all the uh, it's like a little grinding wheel inside. Shit, that's nice. Yeah, right. That's really nice. Yeah, GSI uh, Outdoors. Um, they make some cool products. You know, usually they're for like that's some money, people right that there, are dude. that want to go camping and. You know, I should have got a bigger one, dude. That's what I should have done. <laughs> I should have got a bigger one, but yeah, you know, it's just it's just me or you know or the crew or whatever. I'll, you know, I don't mind, you know, grinding it out, you know, and well, get, a, get a fresh. In my experience with uh, with French press, I, I'm I'm not all that great at it, but it takes a lot of grinds. That is yeah. so loud. <laughs> you want me to do it? Or no, what? no, I got it. Yeah, I mean, people people, people want to hear the you, you want to hear what I'm doing here. I'm putting in work, guys. This, uh, this is put it in work, dude. <laughs> yeah. So we need radio silence for a little yeah. bit while you. So uh, it's, it's a trip, dude. Like the like where, where you get like the the aromas of the coffee. It, it's is it uh, is it the um, probably like the location of where you where you're picking the the, the 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 coffee from, or is it like the roasting process? You I know? mean, you know as well as I do. I'm assuming it's just like wine, where you have different. Uh, yeah, probably a different elevation um, for different plants and whatnot. Yeah. And then wh- when you pick it, how you roast it. I mean, the roasting process is big, too. But from what I've seen with uh, espresso, at least, is the the difference in flavor you can get out of just a single uh, coffee bean, where mm-hmm. you can adjust the, the PSI that you press the the water through the, the grounds. Yeah. If you adjust the PSI, it changes the flavor. That's a trip, dude. It's like Weird. a whole science, dude, right? And you yeah. have you have you have one of those uh, just a little little, little espresso machines, right? Yeah, just a little BS one. It's just a single. You know, it's not adjustable by any means, but you know, it makes a decent espresso shot. You make lattes and stuff with it. But if you start getting fancy, you can start adjusting the psi. That's and that's you could spend a bunch of money. You can get a cheap one and do that, and it's okay. But if you want like the legit ones. It's kind of, kind of like wine, dude. It's kind of like beer. It's kind of like uh, like a cigar where you want to have a real nice humidor, mm-hmm. you know. Or you know, you can do it like the 
the old school way where you just put in a Ziploc bag with a little damp towel and you stick it in the refrigerator, you know, for a little <laughs> bit until until you can afford to get a nice a nice humidor. Yeah. You know, because that's that's a science too. Like you have to have certain temperatures and the moisture and stuff like that. And yeah, you know. Yeah, like wine. Yeah. Yeah, and it's pretty cool that you uh, you get to. Uh, Experience the noise of, of what it what it takes. Cool for you, maybe. <laughs> Jordan's getting pissed off here. So but, I think uh, that thing's thirty bucks. It's actually not that bad. I was kind of surprised. I was expecting the, that to be more expensive. I think I think probably the bigger one is probably more expensive than, than what I you know. I would assume. But I remember, uh, last the last year Uncle B brought out uh, brought out his uh, his uh, stovetop uh, little. Oh yeah, little he, espresso little, deal, uh, little uh, percolator. Per- yeah, 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 a little mini percolator. But you know, it was like he was pounding it in there and kind of screwing it in there, so it was, it was like a like a little espresso shot, whatever. Yeah, it's interesting, like that. I I'm not like as far as like the terminology of espresso. To me, that wasn't espresso, but it, I, that's that's what they call it, and it's not a it's not pressurized really. It's just a a different process of extracting the the coffee. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you just wait till it boils over. You're not dealing with pressure. Right. I don't think. All it right. didn't taste like espresso. It just tastes like a really strong thing of coffee. Oh, well, I think I have enough. So I, I have this also GSI Outdoors, like, French press deal where it's more of a it's a plastic deal. It's going to come like a little sleeve, right? Fancy. And uh, So is that how is that how coarse it's supposed to be? Uh, well, I mean, for, for what we're doing, yeah. Yeah, yeah because of the um, little mesh little mesh that's in here. Yeah. Yeah, you know, if it's too fine then it kind of seeps through and then you start like, you, well you get the, the mud you the get the mud at the bottom like so like I I am really Is that what they call it mud? I don't know. I'm just calling it mud. <laughs> it looks like mud. Yeah, that, gri- like that, that that grittiness though. Yeah. Like, yeah, I can't stand that. that that's what, one thing I haven't been able to figure out how to like I don't want to go too thick, so I guess I can experiment with going like super coarse. Yeah. And then just kind of work my way down. Yeah. But I don't want to waste coffee, you know. I guess I can get like shitty coffee and then you know, just shitty. Yeah, just, just get just get some Starbucks coffee. That's pretty shitty. <laughs> it's expensive though. Just get some shitty like Folgers or something. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I don't so even know if they make full bean Folgers. A little anyways. bit of water in here. And <laughs> like, kind of like you're down the river here. Just <sighs> I'm almost done. Jesus. <laughs> uh, that should be good. Yeah, just you, you know, it's it's like. Uncle B's like, well, you gotta let it sit for about five minutes before. Four minutes. Four minutes. That's what I told him. He's like, no, five minutes. No longer. Yeah, I mean, I mean, who came up with that number? Uh, I mean, just whoever thought it tasted good. Are you setting a timer or what? Uh, yeah, seven forty-two. So I'm just gonna just put the little cap on here and just let it just sit for a little bit. I just set a timer for three minutes and forty-five seconds. Okay. So yeah, so you know, Case Coffee House Blend. um, Dude, that smells so good. Right. And uh, it's kind of a hipster place in there, right? You know, it's kind of... Oregon is a hipster place. It's kind of a hippie place, too, because uh, <laughs> it's a hippie Ashley. hipster place, right? I feel like, I mean, like what you were saying, like, you know, why are there so many uh, coffee places in, uh, yeah. in Oregon? It's, uh, just, it's just the culture. It's but, just people, and there's a, there's a thing about the the hipster, if you want to call it hippie culture, it's just uh, coffee's the thing. And beer, but it seems like more coffee there. You know what? Um, and it's cold there. People like their coffee. I don't know. Um, Caldera, I think, is probably the biggest brewery there out of like all the other breweries that are sure. in Ashland. And uh, I wasn't a big fan of their beer. Yeah, from what I remember, it was just, to me, it's just beer. I don't yeah, know. There's no standout kind of thing. Yeah, it's know? not nothing like, wow, you know, this is like amazing. Yeah, you know, which is like, hard to do, anyways. But I mean, hey, they're 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 cranking it out, dude. 
Yeah. You know? I mean, they have two locations. They li- or they have, like, the main brewery, which has the restaurant, and then they have the restaurant in town, too, right? Right, right. Yeah, we ended up going. big. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, we, we usually, like, you know, every time we go to Aslan, we stay at the Emigrant Lake. Cool little spot, you know. It's, like, 20 bucks a night to camp. You know, free hot showers. That's bathroom, nice. you know, and the view is beautiful, and, you know, it was, it was nice and quiet. And it was a trip because we were there, like, you know, pretty early in the morning. And all we saw around us were mountain bikers. We're like, oh, cool, like, we're all... We're all part of the same community. Yeah. And then there's like this, you know, gutted out uh, school bus that's been painted green. They're like, oh, there's some hippies out there. Some, <laughs> some van life. <laughs> some some hippies, dude. And the, and the guy came in like later on and he had like a like a big old pile of wood that he's like chopping up like somewhere off property or something, bringing it down. I'm like, all right, cool. I should just give him like some money. Like, hey, dude, how much yeah. for a coral wood? <laughs> Seriously. That's funny. But, but uh yeah it's uh, interesting stuff happens at that campsite so the first time i went was with the uh the felt guys mm-hmm. um, oh i remember you telling me that story so it was uh back when what well, was what team is kyle warner on now he's on felt again right yeah so this is back when he was first on felt before marin um and yeah we we went up there just in the same kind of situation sprinter van went to emigrant lake and it was during the whole Shakespearean thing. Mm-hmm. And they had, uh, across the way from us, was a group of guys, and they had foam swords. Oh, boy. And they were sword fighting with, like, they had shields, they had masks, and they had all sorts of <laughs> shit. <laughs> so the Kyle Warner's like, let's let's joust, dude. Let's joust. So he hops on a bike, and then they, they take the... First, he starts fighting him, just like a regular sword fight, and he starts beating on him, and the guy was taking it all seriously, too, and, like, defending, like, all old school. Like, he's, he was doing, like, these moves. Unguard. Yeah, he was doing all these, like, nerdy moves. It was funny. And then he, then uh, we got the swords from him, and we started bike jousting. That was pretty funny. Almost died a few times. Oh, uh, shit. So, so now, I, since we have a little bit of time, so we have this the one from Honduras, and then uh, they call it Gerardo Trejo. Or Gerard. Sure. <laughs> His name is Gerard. Uh, hints of vanilla, orange blossom, and toffeeette. Toffeeette. I yeah. know exactly what that is. Uh, produced, you know, I guess Gerardo Trejo produced it. Region Santa Barbara. Um, and then variety, and then it says pacas, whatever. Har- and then it gives you that harvest day, which is May 2018, which is pretty cool. So you know, what, you know how fresh it is, right? Plunge your uh, thing, bro. Timer's okay. up. All right, man. Let's do this. Let's plunge it. Plunge the plunger. All right. Here we go. Ooh. All right. I think we hit bottom here. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is really interactive for, for our listeners. So let me have your cup there. Supreme. Supreme. We got the uh, the free, uh, um, free the clean canteen insulated cup from uh, Sea Otter. Basically, what you had to do is we had to show your a Subaru key, and you got this for free. What? How'd yeah. You, how'd you get it, bro? Uh, uh, um, Vince, a buddy of mine was there, and he, he had a, a, a Subaru. Damn. So I was like, dude, can I borrow your key? He's like, sure. So I went in line, grabbed the cup for free, <laughs> and all you had to do is show your key. That was it. And so like, there's a big line. Oh, and sure. once they're out, they're out. That's You're done. Yeah, they're expensive as hell. So too. here we go. Money. I'm going to pour a little bit of coffee for Jordan, and uh, we're going to drink it straight. Like like the cowboys do it back in the day. <laughs> right? Like men. Like manly men. Damn. It smells good. Want a little bit more? It's gonna be hot probably. Um, I'm good right now. Or what do you wanna what do you got? Do you wanna Here, you let's okay. just let's pour it all out and then we'll get it ready for right. the next uh 
There you go. Yeah, let's see here. Nothing like a fresh brewed cup of coffee, dude. You know, I mean, I I understand like people like the uh, like the 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 instant stuff, like right away. Hey, I want it now. You might want to be uh, careful at the bottom there. I don't know if you're gonna get any. Uh... Mm, are you good? Nope, we're good. Damn, solid. Yeah. So it's like you know, like the cure eggs, and you know, you want that instant stuff. But how long have those things been in there? You know what I mean? Like, it's. It's different, dude. Yeah, I mean, and then there's a huge argument with those Keurig cups, too. I, mean, I don't know if, you, if you've heard the whole story with the guy that actually created those things, the K-cups. Oh, it's good. Is it? Yeah. I think I should have I put more more coffee in it, maybe like two more. But it's, you can taste it, you know, and it's it, – there's a difference between like a good quality cup of coffee where you can drink it straight black versus like some decent – Mediocre cop, uh, coffee that you just got to put creamer and stuff like that in it. Well, the interesting thing about uh, the French press, I've always noticed that it, it makes coffees smoother mm-hmm. rather than the just a regular, you know, coffee machine. What What's that other one that, that the guys from they, they they brought in their? Um, it's like a filter. They have like a little filter. I forgot what it's called. There's a There's a name for it on Dude, It's escaping me. Um, another process. Yeah, basically, it's like you pour it over. Yeah, just pour over. Isn't yeah, it? but it's it has is like a certain term, like the the filter is like a certain filter that you use. Hmm. Kemex, Kenmex, uh, something Mex, something. You know better than me. I, I I've never heard of that. Pour over is another weird one. Have you right. seen all those funky glass? Uh, yes. Bong looking things. Yeah, I'm like, what those are you guys? Weird. You know, and it's like a drip deal, right? So yeah. like you start at the very top, hot water, right? And it's got a, you know, they have or uh, cold. I think, right. I think you do uh, cold too. Cold, I? cold, yeah, cold brew or something. Yeah. I went to. Uh, there's a what's called radio coffee or something like that like in near down or something like that. No, La Habra, near La Habra. And I was working down the street, so I'm like, I need a cup of coffee. And I went there and, and they had because it's a trip, like case is the same way, like their setup. It's all white inside. Yeah. You know, and so it's they have like all the, the roasting machine there, you know, and um you know, big sacks of like the beans and stuff like that when they're roasting them and and then, like near the register, he's got that drip deal where it's like a bunch of water, and it's got like it's turned just a little bit where it's just dripping enough, mm-hmm. and it drips into like a like a glass bowl with the coffee grounds in there, mm-hmm. you know. And then you just kind of see it seep through, and then it kind of does a little twirly thing and turns the bottom, and it, the, boop. You know what I mean? Yeah, it might be like a aeration process, maybe with like the spinning around and everything else. But yeah, I know that they control the uh, the water flow to see like, like I guess there's a, if you you can't flood it. But you don't want it to go too slow. Like there's there's different ways to do it. It's it's kind of I'm sure there's a lot of design in it just to make it look cool too. But that's definitely a uh, a process that I've been seeing more often. It's expensive too. If you get yeah, like a drip cup, it takes a while. Obviously, you gotta have the patience for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely a process. Yeah. Have you, ever, have you seen the AeroPress before? Yeah. I got one of those. Oh, you have. You should have brought it in. I know. I, I forgot. Those things are a trip, but it's the same kind of thing. It's a process, and it's just the the labor of making what's one cup of coffee. Labor of love. It takes a while to make a single Amor. <laughs> you got to roll the R. Amor. <laughs> so dumb. I'm white, bro. I'm, I'm it's more. good, dude. What what do you what do you get what do you get out of it? Since I know you you've you've gone to like some of those the wine tasting classes and stuff like that, like you 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 know. 
classes, bro. I've only gone to wine tastings. Okay, well, yeah, you know, you, you know what I mean. Trying to bullshit the listeners. You can't bullshit a bullshitter. What do I get out of it? Let me read that package real quick. Uh, here, hold on here. <laughs> I know it's supposed to be chocolatey and caramelly, whatever. I mean, I did get it when I started started crushing it. I did get the smell of like chocolate, but now it's it tastes good. I mean, you know, you have to appreciate the hard work. Yeah, I mean, I guess I. I I can't be a snob about it. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I I can't really. It just tastes good, you know. Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, it's some people have the palate, some people don't. And then you can train it. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's different ways of tasting too. You could be completely annoying and do like that weird thing where you try to kind of thing where like <laughs> have you seen that video of the ice cream guy? No. Oh. <laughs> it's like the old dude that's. Oh uh, yes, he, yes, he's, he's yes. Like, top yeah. notes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Getting uh, bottom notes of caramel. <laughs> yeah. Start slapping his lips around. This is a 10. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he says. Oh, jeez. So but I guess that's a way of doing it without, I mean, you could look pretentious and do that. Yeah. But, I mean, to be completely honest, I mean, this tastes different than other coffees, I'm sure. And uh, I, w- I wonder. I wonder if, if the uh, the roaster actually makes a big difference as well. You know, like like the actual machine. Not, not obviously that the temperature and stuff like that changes and like how, how long it's in there. But I'm talking about like the actual like roasting machine, you know. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, there's different qualities, right? I mean, maybe some hold temperature better than others. Well, when I, when the when the troop guys were in here, a lot you of know. bullshit going on on this podcast. <laughs> no, this is, this is this is what are you talking about, man? This is like back. This reminds me of. Uh, uh, I think it's uh, Lewis Black has a, a skit or like a, a thing that he not a skit but like a, a bit that he used to do that was like. You know, back in my day, when we used to just hang out. Like people nowadays don't hang out. And it's like back in the seventies and eighties, <laughs> I could be I could be talking about nuclear, you know, science and everything, and no one's gonna fucking call me out. But nowadays, <laughs> nowadays, you got the guy that brings out the Google, brings out his phone, and starts googling, and that's like, the guy you need to kick the, <laughs> kick out of the group. It's like back in the day, we used to just accept all of our bullshit. <laughs> not, not anymore. Now you got to <laughs> fact check it, dude. It's like wait, hold hold on. What was that again? Hold on. Let me let me let me go to the Wikipedia. Let me verify. Let me verify what you just your your bullshit. Yeah, today's, uh, today's generation doesn't know how to just hang out. <laughs> you know what? Everybody's stuck on their phone, dude. But you know what? You know, there's one thing that I did notice when I was in Ashland. There was not many people on their phones. There was more people outdoor activities. They're running. They're walking down the street. They're hiking, which is cool. Yeah. You know, I, I like that old not an old town, but like a small town vibe. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you, you got that when you were out. You know, definitely in, in uh, Vermont. Definitely. Yeah, we. Uh, we went out and we kind of explored. So we, we checked out in Woodstock. Uh, I'm assuming oh man, I'm bad now. I think it's considered Vermont because when you're over there, it's crazy. You're just crossing state lines all the time. But um, we were at this place in Woodstock that it was like the main farm that was there, and we got to see like the touristy part and learn all the the different bits. It was actually really cool. It was a, it was a dairy farm, and it was built back in the 1880s, I believe. And uh, afterwards, we're like. We talked to someone like, "Hey, where can we go get, you know, raw milk, eggs, everything? Like, wh- wh- where do you guys recommend?" And they're like, "We need to go to uh, Kiss the Cow Farm," was the name. Kiss the Cow Farm. I, li- we, I like it. We drove probably twenty minutes or so, and we're going down these back roads, and there's nothing. Like, we're just going down these. I mean, the roads were all like the canopy with all the the yellow and red leaves. Yeah, it was, it was so cool. Oh, dude, it's so awesome. And then we we finally get to it. There's a little sign that says Kiss the Cow uh, Farm. And uh, when you're driving up, you're passing the, the portable uh, chicken coop, and all the chickens are out there eating. 
and then oh. uh, it's a long dirt road. You get to the thing, and there's just a little farm store. Like the, it's part of the the house and the the barn. But you walk in, and it's just like a it's like a trust kind of. What do they call that? Like where like there there is no cash here. You just you write down what you took, and you leave cash or your credit card information. On, no on way, dude. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow, that's so awesome. That yeah. that's talk about trust, dude. It was cool. So like, I mean, the people that are going to go back there are going to be locals or it's going to be people like us that are super interested in it. It's not going to be now that I'm calling them out, they're going to get all their, <laughs> all their stuff stolen. <laughs> but when we, when we were there, like the 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 husband, I'm assuming they're the husband and wife, they were there and they were kind of cruising around. We met both of them. But when you walk into this little farmers market, it's a little it's like a like a walkway worth of stuff and you have like refrigerators on one side, then you have just like dry product on the left side. Mm-hmm. And they had um, like whole chickens, like from their their uh, free range chickens. Yeah. And they had eggs and their milks and their uh, dairy farm, and just the yeah. You want to talk about small town to bring it back around? Yeah, it's it's small, dude, and it's a whole different. Kind I love of, it, dude. It's a whole different kind of quiet out there too. There's no electrical hum, nothing. Like it's almost scary how quiet it is out there. I, you know what? It was it was a trip, dude. When uh, you know we kept in demand. And and I, and I bought firewood and stuff from the uh, from the camp post. Mm-hmm. There was some cool lady, dude. You know, she came in a little, you know, a little. Um, what do you call that? A little go go pet or whatever you know deal that she has. Is, you know, and she brought the, you know two two bundles of wood, and it was raining, so I couldn't couldn't you know crack a fire. But yeah, you know, she was so cool, and you know, she talked a little bit of story, and you know, I just sat out there, dude. Like sat out there and just kind of just listened to nothing. Yeah, I'm like man, this is nice. It's weird. It is weird. One thing I noticed is I have tinnitus. Yeah, what? The, I got the tinnitus, the ringing in your ears. I, I have that. I, I guess I, I, I've noticed it before, but I noticed it a lot out there. Like, what, what, I mean, is that is that like uh, something? Hearing, hearing damage. Is that what that is? Yeah. If you have that, if like you're in like, if it happens when you go to bed too. If you're sitting in bed and your ears are ringing. I mean, it could also happen when you're sick too, if your sinuses are acting up. But I, I noticed that actually quite a bit which is kind of weird because if you focus on it it could actually be kind of deafening in a way it's it's kind of a trip but uh that's my own issue (laughs) but it's cool man and like it it was it was it was definitely weird being out there because it's just such a different uh lifestyle than what we live with these people it's like that that is their life is a is a farm you know and they're they're kind of tending to their cows and their chickens and everything else well you know if you want fresh chickens and like fresh eggs and stuff like that you know you can still go to chino like right off the uh so if you're on the 71 like so 55 to the 91 you jump on the 71 like going to corona right mm-hmm. before uh when you do the, the interchange of the 60 you have to get off right so you're going northbound 71 and you're gonna go like westbound on yeah, the 60 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You, so you, you kind of come down that stoplight, you know, mm-hmm. that stop sign. You make a right, and you just follow that for like two blocks. Okay. And there's like a um, um, a barbecue place there around the corner, and because uh, we were dropping off like asphalt grindings, so you you make that right on that where the where the barbecue place is at. Yeah. And the left, there's like a ch- there's a farm there. Oh wow. And then, then you know, so you can go there and you know, fresh eggs or organic. Nice. And then if you want, you know, they have chickens there that they sell like frozen chickens, whatever. From, yeah. You know that chickens that are. Yeah, from their farm. Yeah, my uh, my dad has a uh, not not like it was a friend of a friend, but like he met him on a fishing trip one time, and the guy actually uh, does the same kind of thing. He's out in Temecula, I believe, and he does the same setup where it's like the portable chicken coop. But like he has a farm. I think he has like four kids, and all the kids help him with the with the business. So like all the kids know how to uh, do the like the defeathering and everything else. Like, Is that right? It's weird. All of it like his both sons and daughters. They all help him out and they, like the packaging and like. 
they they all they understand like the the process and like they respect the process of it and what they're doing is sustainable and it's kind of cool he's kind of made his own little setup where he's he's he used to be the city man then he went to doing chicken like like basically free range chickens is what he specializes in so like he will do that where he'll sell he has like his uh, chickens for eggs and then he has the free range chickens that he'll end up um using just to sell the chicken Mm -hmm. and he separates all the kids. They separate like the gizzards, and it's it's pretty cool. Wow, you know, and you, you could actually taste the difference. That coffee, yeah, you, you know, a free range chicken. Have you ever had? A, yeah. A, oh my. Oh yeah, God, dude. It's oh, yeah. expensive. It's. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I think that this guy. He's, not, he's, not in Mexico. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. But I mean, like this guy, and also the feeds that he uses too. Like he he's, he's always changing the food. Okay. It's all nutrient rich, real foods, not bullshit filler corn. stuff. Yeah, yeah, a lot so of fillers. Yeah. The chickens tend to be pretty lean, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're only about five, five and a half pounds. Right. Um, versus like a store bought chicken. I well, because they, they could be less than that too. That's all hormones, right? Pounds, they the, use a bunch of hormones to get them all. You get them all pumpy yeah. and stuff. The store bought ones, I mean, you can get some that are six, seven pounds. Dude. Yeah. They're huge. And like, the, if you ever look at those chickens, the way that they're cooped up is like, there's some chickens that don't even move. Like they literally, they're they're so pumped up with hormones that their bodies produce so much fat. Just so they're so juicy and plump yep. that they don't even they can't even walk. Yeah, it's I'm, sad, honestly. I, I'm, I'm all about the um, not that that aspect of it, but like responsible, you know, farming responsible, you know, um, just being responsible with what you have. Yeah. Not, you know, because at that point you get into the greed. You know, there is like just being sustainable. Like, oh hey, you know, we we know what we need to do to make a living. You know, to make an honest living where we're we you know we're 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 good. You know, mm-hmm. we don't want to get greedy and. You know, so that that way people take care of the animals. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think I was just listening to a podcast the other day. I forgot who it was, and it was interesting because it, it, it was their, their main point that they were saying is I, I think we're going to look back in the future at this time to be like, man, we were pretty cruel to the animals. I mean, I'm I'm not a vegan by any means, but it's there's some weird stuff that happens. So it's like I, I watched a documentary about um, these chicken farms probably a couple of years ago now. And it was this uh, this lady on this farm, and I forgot where she was at. And she was approached by Dyson. Okay. And I think it was Dyson. I don't want to get the wrong name, but I, I, I'm, I'm 90% sure it was Dyson. And they came in and said, hey, we want to buy your farm. Or, like, we want you to, like, you know, supply – like, we want your chickens, basically. Like, right. we want you to supply the chickens to us. And then they gave her a bunch of rules of what they need and what they want to do and, how, like, how many chickens they want – and this is what we feed them. This is what the size we want. And it was basically, you get it, it's the full hormone thing. Yeah. And like this, this girl was just a mom and pop type of thing, and she was raising them. And then they used like power moves to kind of be like, if you don't join us, you're basically not going to be a farm anymore. Like right. we're gonna, you know, get the FDA on you because you're not doing whatever right. Compliance or whatever. And this this lady was crying, dude. Like she was crying. She had to. She was getting paid forty thousand dollars a year by Dyson. And that was it. Like, that was, like, the flat rate. And this this girl was crying because, like, she lost her whole philosophy on how to raise chickens. Wow. She had to basically sell herself out to this this company because they wanted to do that. And, man, I, I look at that, and that's that's gnarly, man. That, that's that's not a, a way to do this. And, and I mean, that's, you know, I, this is where I'm, I agree with vegans, man. Yeah. It, it gets, it gets kind of dicey. So right. seeing this in, in Vermont, it was it was pretty amazing. Right. Well, you know, let me ask you a question. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> Going on tangents, but yeah, oh up? yeah, no, this is this is gonna be like what, w- Lou? Where do you come up with this stuff? So if <laughs> nothing new. So if a vegan driving their Prius, right? I'm mm-hmm. just saying the Prius. They they hit a deer and they kill it. 
are they can they still be a vegan or are they like kicked off kicked off the vegan island? It's a very interesting question, Luke. <laughs> You're asking the real questions. No, I want the real answers, dude. What do you think? I mean, as as a vegan, you just kill, you know you're here talking about preaching about saving animals, but now you just killed one. I don't have like, a good, what do you, what do you do? I don't have like, a good answer for you, but it's illegal to to pick up roadkill, which is weird. Like with deer, like you're you're technically not allowed to uh, if you hit a deer, you're not technically allowed to bring it in and eat it. Well, but people do it anyways. Well, well, here's the deal. So, um, which is kind of weird. It is because you're wasting you're wasting. If you that know. person's willing to eat it, like, who's it going to harm? I mean, as long as they don't sell it, I guess that would be the only issue. And that's the one thing with, like, with raw milk. You can't sell raw milk in California due to um, the issues with, you know, cleanliness. Right. Salmonella and whatnot. So uh, so Dylan Vanek, <laughs> uh, was, his dad was out doing a uh, time warp or something, uh, Pete, Peter. And, uh, and he came down, and so Dylan was supposed to meet him at a certain spot, and, you know, he... You know, it's never never been. They were they're up in uh, Oregon. Yeah, yeah, they were racing. Yeah, Dylan was racing, and uh, he got lost, right? So he's like on a dirt road where he shouldn't be on. Oh jeez. Gets a flat, but I think before he got a flat, he kills a, He hits a deer and kills it. Jesus. And 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 he's a he's a vegetarian. Hmm. So <laughs> this is why you're bringing this up. <laughs> so <laughs> vegetarian, but, not vegan. Vegetarian. So he doesn't. Is he about the? I, th- I think he's. I think he's like a pescatarian. So I think he eats. He eats fish, right? Uh, is he about the moral reason of not eating? I'm meat? not. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure about that, but because that's when it gets dicey. If you're a pescatarian and and you're also against eating farm animals, that's where I'm like, well, what's what's the difference? Are you judging? Like, what, what's? Well, I guess because fish don't have feelings. Well, that's that was, uh, that's what I was gonna <laughs> say. What's what what uh, deems a, a being sentient? You know, that's uh, that's where it gets kind of weird. It's the same thing. Like the the argument against vegans and and plants. Like they're eating these these farm factory farm plants. Right. And every time that they that they uh, you know the they start harvesting it's it's killing rabbits it's killing baby deer it's killing squirrels it's killing bugs birds well, well no well, he, there's a he, lot of, it's actually it's it, if you look at like crops that have been harvested there's tons of vultures over the crops because there's a bunch of dead animals well he, he, here's what blows my mind dude like before you know before they you know we had massive you know ships and you know the trade you know we had trade and stuff like that with other countries uh, you only had a certain season where you had strawberries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, right now, strawberry season. That's yeah. it. Once it's over, that's it. On to the next. On to the next, you know, whatever's in season, right? And it's a seasonal thing. Mm-hmm. Now, you go to, like, um, um, you know, these bougie, you know, um, grocery stores, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they're organic or sprouts or, you know, what is that? What's the, what's G- the big one? Gales? Or, well, there's Whole Foods. What's Gale, Whole Foods, yeah. Or Gelson's. Gelson's like, yeah, like one, all yeah. bougie, right? Um, you go to those places, and you know they have fruits and f- you know vegetables from all over the world, right? Well, how do they get to your grocery store? <laughs> you know what I mean. So it's all about responsible farming. It's yep. not just you know killing animals. It's about responsible farming. Yeah. Like you, you, you know, you want everything, but you don't know what it takes to get that mango. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, yeah. that came from Honduras. Okay, well, how do you know that was harvested responsibly? Like, how did it get to to your to the to grocery store? Well, and and how well is that person getting paid? Right, you know, it's the same. It's well, it's out of sight, out of mind, Jordan. Hey, if I don't see it, then it didn't happen. Type I'm not, of deal. I'm not against the 
the mentality and the I would say that the motive to become a vegan. Mm-hmm. I'm just against the people that are militant about it, and they're you know against the people that eat meat. Like I understand, but it's like anything. Everybody takes a, a hard line on either way. But yeah, I think eventually we'll get to a point where we're either gonna only eat meat maybe once or twice a week three times a week maybe but then i i think we'll, we'll eventually reach that point where it's it's just not going to be realistic or they're trying to make the the laboratory meat i don't know if you've seen that before and that is a trip it's a trip but the people are making it it's just yeah. it's not cost effective now but i i just vegans are kind of funny that way right it's there there's a self-righteous aspect to it where they're almost uh for animals more than they are for humans i guess obviously we're animals but they're right. almost for other animals rather than humans yeah because they're the same ones that are they're posting their anti me eating things on an iPhone that who knows what goes into an iPhone, you know? There's, right. There's someone that's working slave labor just to get your iPhone in your hands. Exactly. So, or or building that Prius. But we live in a world... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know, the, the Prius, it's not, it's, not, it's not made in a green way. I guess the only green, the most green car that's made right now are the, the i-series from BMW. I don't know if you've seen any of that. Mm-mm. So the whole reason why they're so expensive, like it was the i three or i was getting mixed to i3 or i4 is that the little the little I, I, it's like a little coupe right little box yeah okay i've seen them not a coupe well the coupe is the i8 oh okay that's like the the sports car so the little box car then then there's the i3 which looks like it has the same kind of lights same uh rear uh and uh headlights it has mm-hmm. like the same kind of shape too. real skinny tires tiny yeah tiny tiny tires that car was actually a flop it was kind of funny but that car sold for like 50 grand for that little thing and it's like barely bigger than a smart car right and then the i8, it's a fast car. It's a three-cylinder um, hybrid, and it's sold for like 140000 150000 It's an expensive car. Right. But the reason why it's so expensive is that they're built in their own factory that's uh, um, run by green energy. So it's it's all um, all the energy that they use. They recycle energy. They recycle the parts. Like It's it's their most green way of making cars. Mm-hmm. So it's an actual separate factory. So that's kind of cool. Like There's a company actually focusing on that kind of stuff. It is. It's, it's pretty awesome, but... Um like, but it's still the parts. I mean, the, to get the material. It's yeah. Not, is there is there any, is there any carbon fiber in that car? It's the it's the greenest. I mean, it's on the i8. I'm sure on, on some bits, but it's not even the carbon fiber. It's just any any of that shit. You know, whatever, whatever it takes to make a, a it's car. It's petroleum based. Yeah. So what does it take to to make something out of petroleum? Yeah. I guess that the the whole point of that of this thing is that we have to we have to admit to ourselves we live in a world now where we've we've gone too far if we want to start backpedaling yeah, we're, we're really disconnected yeah. but the, you know like when you go to con- con- uh, you know smaller countries or third world countries they're more in tune to to all that stuff mm-hmm. versus us where we're you know you know we're a f- you know like the best country in the world right i mean depending on who you ask but i yeah. mean you go to mexico right in mexico there's a lot of grocery stores but they have this the flea markets right mm-hmm. over there they call them tianguis so when i was a kid like they would have you know every like you know Two two days a week they would have in you know, and they would have the fresh chickens there. And like it was, like all right, I want a chicken. So the lady would grab it out of the the you know like I think in Garden Grove they can do that too, where you know you pick the fresh chicken right, and I doubt they're allowed to do it, but I'm sure they do it anyways. Uh, I've seen I've seen like in the morning where they they bring the crates of chickens and then like boom, all right, there's your chicken, fresh chicken, mm-hmm. right? But at least they're. They're not make. They're not producing more than what we need. You know, there's there's no waste, right? Because the the chickens alive, right? If you know you only sell so many chickens, well, the rest of them, okay, you take them home or to the farm, you feed them, and you know, you go back the next week and. 
So you, you're only you're only eating what you need. That's not true. you know. So there isn't a waste. Like you go to the grocery store, dude. It's it's a it, it blows my mind, right? So so that's why there's there's like second harvest. Oh, there's all, there's all these other uh, comp you know nonprofit companies that take all the excess from the grocery stores, right? And now it gets redistribu- redistributed to you know shelters or you know what I mean. So but there's but the the bottom, the bottom line is there's a waste. I think the statistic is like forty percent of of the food we grow is is wasted. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a shame, dude. Yeah. You and know? there's also an interesting uh, thing about um, ugly food. So, like, say you have an ugly apple or an, an ugly whatever, ugly uh, tomato. Tastes the same, but we, it doesn't look good. So they, they've had uh, online. Uh, oh, yeah. There's there's some of those uh, subscription-based things where you can get boxes of fresh vegetables that are like the, the ugly ducklings that people don't want to put in stores because mm-hmm. they don't look pretty. Yeah, like 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 secondhand we literally, fruit or something. We throw away that stuff because it's it's blemished, but right. it, it doesn't look good. But it tastes the same. It's not oh. it's not bad. It's just a, an oblong shape. It's not what we think. Yeah. So we yeah. Th- we throw that away. That, that's that's bad. Like, now that's, that's weird. What about like a, an apple that's like been <clears throat> dropped and it's like damaged? So when you bite into it, it's, it's got that brown like niche. I mean, what you would I mean? No, I, I don't know I, about that kind of stuff. But I mean, I just kind of cut it off because I don't like the the texture of that yeah. piece. But I like a crispy apple. Not the sogginess of an apple. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of gross. <laughs> like banana, like you know, like I guess the, the like the yellower it is, and like the spots, that's like when when it's really good to eat. Mm-hmm. Versus like when it's green or like kind of like hard, it, like the softer, I guess is the better because mm-hmm. the nutrients. But we have a banana tree in my my parents' house, so my mom nice. like we you know the finally we, we had to grab some ripe bananas. So and then we have so you know that's I'm like why can't we grow our own stuff at home? Why can't we have our own chickens? If you you know you want chickens, why why can't you do that? It's not sustainable, man. I mean, in Orange County, we got what it is. We got three point two, three point three million people in in Orange County. Mm. It's not sustainable. Well, I'm talking about like personally though, like like before, like Santa Ana, you, you could have certain like you can have chickens. Like yeah. there's certain parts of Santa Ana where you can have you know livestock, mm-hmm. and they've kind of gone away with that. Well, if you had like two or three chickens, you know for your family where you can have enough eggs where you don't have to go to the grocery store and buy eggs. <laughs> right? So I've already talked to my girlfriend about that. That's that's kind of my goal in the future is I want to have like I want to have maybe like six or seven chickens. Right. I'd like to have that. But yeah, finding a spot in in the city's hard. Her parents' house is actually it's a I think it's like a little over an acre mm-hmm. in, in Villa Park. Okay. And uh they're allowed to have horses on there and they're allowed to have livestock, but it's like one of the only spots like yeah. in the area that they're allowed to do that. I'm like, it blows but my mind. That's that's I mean okay, that's a good idea. So you can have eggs. I mean like I I'd be cool with having eggs every morning and then you can give it's it just, to, but I mean you could be the one person with chickens in the neighborhood and give eggs to the to the neighbors. Like that kind of stuff works out too. I mean, and there's just, the, the trade process. It's, like. it's sustainable, dude. Like you don't have to drive to the grocery store and buy eggs. You don't have to the store doesn't have to, you know, my point abuse the, the you know the chickens or whatever to to produce more eggs because now they you know you have the chickens in the yard or in the coop whatever right yeah and and they're they're help a lot help help uh, happier and healthier mm-hmm. because you you're you're actually feeding it like all the good stuff right so mm-hmm. you you get a good good egg yeah you know what I mean like you're saying you barter with your neighbors like that would be the best way of having some kind of a community where you it know mi- it would mitigate the, the I guess the impact but it wouldn't eliminate it right but at least but at least you're doing your part it's true. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's about it's about doing your part. I mean, you look at our diet, man. It's uh, it's it's not easy to to create the diet that we have by farming. You know, like you can't you can't have you know everything. You can't have a tomato tree. You can't have limes and lemons. And I mean, you can, but I mean, how much land how much land are you gonna have? How much? Not time much, dude. Have? Not much. 
I know, but like the like lettuce and like like any of that stuff, it's 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 good in theory, but one your space, it's space. And yeah, intending no, intend, to it, you know. I and, agree with you. And the watering is another thing too, especially like when we had that whole issue of not being able to water plants. See, it's, and see, so that's that's how politics, though, dude. What, you know, water, water, drought, can, water consumption is not politics. Well, I mean. it is when when you can redirect it and you know not dump it into the ocean, right? I mean, first of all, first nice. first of all, we live in California and it's a, it's a desert, right? Mm-hmm. So you know we have to bring water in, right? To to be able to you know do what we got to do. Yeah. So where's all this water coming? Where where is it going? Like where's all the water going? Because obviously, our you know, we only, we have a certain amount of water in, on the planet. You know, it's not gonna, it's not gonna fluctuate. You know, like it's it you know it's either frozen or it's, it's melted, right? But well, we only have a certain amount of water. Well, yeah, I mean, so it's not like it's, it's disappearing. You know, we we have a certain amount of water that that's always the same. Yeah, but you're dealing. I mean, that's you're dealing with ocean water versus fresh water. I mean, right. So it's not. I mean, what, I mean, I don't know. What do you, what do you mean? Well, I mean, why why can't we dig wells like we like the, there was in the back in the back in the day, dude? Like you had a well to pull water. Where are you gonna dig a well? There, there's we have aquifers. We have you know subterranean water. You know, in, in in certain cities where you can you can have well water. I mean, go for it, dude. <laughs> you know, but I'm just saying, like, there, there's there's just, there's solutions, and instead of like paying this, you know, these crazy amounts of you know like water bills and stuff like that, and I don't, I don't think you're the first to think of that. Though, oh, I'm, but I'm I, I definitely just, not. I, I just don't think that, 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 again, sustainability, I don't think that's a realistic option. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, as far as, like, the water and how we don't uh, contain all the water that, that runs through, I mean, it's definitely frustrating, but I, I would assume there's a reason for that as well. I mean, I, I, maybe we can have a better infrastructure to capture more of that, but uh, maybe there's a reason why we let it flow and kind of, I, I don't know. I mean, Just I, to make I, more I, money. I'm not... I mean, think about it. Like, if if, if if you if, want to start conspiracy theories and go for <laughs> it, man. I mean, I, obviously, I, we have our own issues with the you know the Yorba Linda Water District's got some crazy figures as far as what they're making over there. Oh, it's a, it's a mafia, dude. Like Metro, Metropolitan Water District, you know, you know all these people that control this water. I'm like, yeah, that's there's, a mafia, dude. You're making, you know, there's people making four hundred thousand dollars easily. That no, they are. You can look at it. You can oh, look, really? You can look oh, at see, stuff. there you go. Like, there's, there's, there's just like a single person making four hundred thousand dollars. That's ridiculous, dude. That's ridiculous. Man. Yeah, you would think that there's a little bit of. There's some shenanigans yeah, going on there. That's that was a topic uh, when we had that whole thing where you couldn't water your lawns and everything. <laughs> that's ridiculous. And in the meantime, well, you know, and then they were charging. It was a, uh, well, you already know all this stuff. Oh but yeah. Like, but it was like where you would, you have to cut your consumption. But if you didn't cut it enough, then they would they would tax or they would. Uh, Fine you like you know twenty bucks. Here's the deal, like, you know. It would we, say it would say thank you for saving this much water, but here's also a twenty dollar fine because you didn't you didn't save enough. But in the meantime, the the medians in the city and everything else, the city uses more water. It's the percentage wise, the they waste are, so much there's water. There's a lot dude. of water that's being used. So much water is being wasted. But in the meantime, everybody's lawns is turning yellow. Dude, like, I mean, it's, we you it's know, just funny when that happened. We, you know, we we cut the water consumption. You know, but you would go to Irvine. And mm-hmm. beautiful, you know, you know, like and and, and actually, there's some the there's some HOAs that you if you if your lawn turns yellow, you get fined. Mm-hmm. So you have to water your grass. Mm-hmm. You know, I, what I mean, I'm not opposed. It's a trip, to, dude. I'm not opposed to the whole idea. Damn if you do, damn if you don't, man. <laughs> right? Think about it. It's yeah, it is kind of that's kind of shitty. I mean, I, yeah. 
All right, finish your cup of coffee. I, I, already, I already, I already have one ready to go. I'm so. done, bro. All right, we're gonna, we're gonna. This is more case. This is from Honduras. This is the Gerardo Trejo blend. Gerard. Gerard. Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler. Yeah. So, uh, you know, now we're kind of getting off a little bit off topic, like we always do. Uh, I think some people like it, some people don't. Um, we do have listeners from all over the world, like Sweden, Germany, the Philippines. So that's so crazy. Shout out to those guys. Uh, CBD, man. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know, right? I know. That's a curveball, dude. Uh, Go for it, dude. Holistic. We're talking about like remedies, like natural stuff, right? So uh, I ended up buying some CBD um, cream, topical stuff okay. uh, for my knee. And uh, I'm where, a believer, dude. Where did you buy it? I, I bought it in Ashland, Oregon. Oh, did you? Yeah. What? Uh, it's a dispensary over there. You just went in. You know what? I was I was freaking out because I don't go to those places. Is it legal in, in Oregon? I'm assuming. Twenty one and over, you could just go walk right in. Same as California. Yeah. Okay. I, I just don't know. I mean, some states are weird about it. I would I would assume that. Uh, Thanks, sir. I yeah. Would, I would assume that Oregon. Obviously, I think Oregon was probably one of the first ones besides Colorado. But well, um, yeah, dude, I I haven't been in one. I I'm, I'm still. It's not that I'm against it. It, it, it does feel weird, though. I, I get what you mean. It, it almost feels like you're just like, you walk in. Am I in trouble? Like, like yeah. Looking around, like looking over your shoulders, like, what? <laughs> people it, look at it, me it, like, all of a sudden, you look guilty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. I, I, that's, that's how I felt, dude. I'm it's like, so weird. Uh, it's almost like going into like a strip club, which I've never done. <laughs> well, you know I what? I was, I was listening to, uh, um, you know, uh, KFI M640, um, and they were talking about CBD, and and I was talking to a couple other guys uh, that were talking about CBD. I'm like, okay, what is it? So I did a little bit of research. I'm like, okay, so this is not not something that's going to get psychoactive, right? Right. That's, so that's I'm like, the, okay, because I have a you know I have a commercial license and CDL. So I'm like, okay, but I you know I'm having this knee pain. You know, I've been taking like you know um, ibuprofen, you know, for the swelling stuff like that. No, so I'm like, not, okay, not good for the body, right? Yeah. So um, so I went over there and I'm like, uh, I need some CBD cream. You know, oh yeah, yeah, you're, you know, and so the lady first time, yeah, first timer, <laughs> huh? Wink, wink. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> first, some some elderly lady, you know, she's probably a hippie or something, you know. She's like all happy go lucky, and you know they, you know, took my information down, like my license, whatever, and all right, come to the back, whatever, and uh, hit the timer, dude. Got it. Okay. Oh, is it? Do you start right now? Yeah. Like as it, like you just started right now? Yeah, I, I just I just put it in there right now. Yeah. The water you put in the, the water, water, yeah. No, just right now. Oh, I thought you put it in the water a while ago. No. Okay. So sorry, I said I said it yeah. Really. Okay. Um, sorry. So I'm like, yeah, I need something from from you know, cause I haven't heard a lot of good things about it, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I ended up buying the CBD stuff. It's 100 milligrams of CBD, and it's cool because it, it gives you the breakdown of what it is, where it's coming from, and it's like tested. So they're keeping track of what it is. But I'm like, eh, I mean, is it gonna like affect my bloodstream? Because you know, if I get a random drug test, like, no, you'll be fine because it's topical stuff. I was kind of skeptical, you know what I mean, at first. I guess the uh, and it's, it's you know you crack it open and it smells like weed. Does it? Yeah, a little bit. I I mean from what I've heard is that it, if it, when it does get in your system it cycles out a lot faster than when you smoke it. Okay. Um, but I'd be curious because I mean, did you look up enough that it's it's yeah. not it's yeah. not it's not a it's not gonna pop you at all. No, no. And and they they put a bunch of other stuff in like coconut oil, uh, coconut olive. Yeah, of course. Jojoba, um, you know, a bunch of others like. There's chamomile flour and yeah, it's, beeswax it's, it's, it's and vitamin E. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to try it out. So I, I tried it out that night. And, uh, dude, I was impressed that it worked. What do you feel? 
Like, yeah. like, is it? I mean, is it? Do you, do you truly believe that it's helping the pain? So you, you, so you're thinking it's one of those uh, it's a placebo, effect. placebo. Yeah. No. I, mean, I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I, I know that they've had uh, people say that it works and it's been tested to work. But is it just a a numbing type thing? Is it just kind of? Yeah, it helps with it helps with inflammation with the, the swelling and uh, with pain. It's so interesting because I, I mean, it's it has so many uses. Like I've seen videos that. Uh, there was this one kid that was probably eight or nine years old with uh, epilepsy, mm-hmm. and whenever he'd have seizures, they would rub it on his feet, mm-hmm. and it would get into a system, yeah. and his seizures would stop. It's just, it's weird. I, I, it's a weird. Uh, well, a, well, uh, Mexico, uh, my grandparents, they had uh, marijuana leaves in, mm-hmm. in 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 alcohol, rubbing alcohol. Okay. And so, like when they had pains, or whatever, they would just pull it out and they would put it on their what you know, like their knee or shoulder, or whatever. And that was like thirty years ago, over thirty years ago. So I mean, that like medicinal stuff has been around that long, mm-hmm. where it's like they're not using it for to get high, mm-hmm. but they're using it for the medicinal purposes. Like yeah. when, you, when you have a tea, you know, or like honey, or whatever, with a sore throat and stuff like that. So there's, it's a natural way of, 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 you know, fixing or at least alleviating some of the problems versus taking all these pills, right? So now yeah. you're, instead of giving it to big pharma, you know, you know, you get you get hooked on. On painkillers and all this stuff, you know, why not try to do something more of a natural way of doing it? Yeah, it's it's interesting because like there's there's such a long lineage of of why it's uh, been demonized in our country, and it's 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 sad. I mean, like it started off, you know, it was known as the weight the rape drug, and it was linked to you know black people and Mexicans. Mm-hmm. It was uh, the reason they they even say marijuana is a, a racial term because it was. It was made a, a Mexican term that people oh, were like, marijuana. oh, it's, it's the, the Mexicans doing it. Damn Mexicans. And then there's even the whole story with uh, with hemp. And, and hemp is not even the, the plant itself. It's the male plant of... Mm. of, of uh, well, they, they used to make rope out of it, dude, for ships and they stuff. They make that. everything. Uh, there was a comp- uh, It was back in the, I'm assuming the 30s, 40s, um, with uh, car fenders and car bumpers. They were making bumpers out of hemp. No way. It was lighter. It was uh, stronger. It was strong as steel. It was uh, more sustainable. It's easier to grow. It's cheaper. But um, I forgot. It might have been Ford that was fighting it, but they were fighting them legally to get to basically fight them out because it was going to take their business. Mm-hmm. And they, they won. They, they demonized it. They linked it to the rape drug. Wow. But it's, it, it's lit. And still, to this day, the only way to get hemp is from Canada. We, we can't even legally sell hemp. Is that or right? We, we, can't, we, we could sell it, but we can't legally grow it or uh, source it from America. So if you look at like hemp proteins, they're usually sourced from Canada. Hmm. It's weird. I mean, as far as the legalization of, of got the alarm went off. Okay. Plunge. Plunge. But as, as far as the the legalization now in California and Colorado and whatnot, I I, I don't know the, the logistics so far as, as as what's legalized and what's not. But um, no, hemp is amazing. Besides CBD and all this other stuff, hemp in itself is kind of an amazing plant, and I'm I'm, I'm really surprised that we haven't legalized it. But it, it comes down to you know. It's competition, and someone was able to fight out the competition by making it making it illegal. That's a that's a it's weird. It is weird, dude. It's a trip. Yeah, and like CBD is a weird one for me because it, it, you can smoke it. <laughs> that's the kind of uh, what puts me. CBD, off of you can smoke CBD. Yeah, so it's, uh, in the vape pens, you can you can put CBD oil in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, so I didn't, I didn't know that. I mean, I, I'm doing it just for my knee. It seems to have a lot of uh, a lot of things you could treat. You know, it's it's a, it's a remedy to a lot of different things. So I guess when you smoke it, it can mellow you out. Yeah. Well, um, I, I can't. Like I said, I, I have I have a CDL, so maybe not mellow you out. I guess it would be more of a. So there there there's the uh, you can I don't, you can't see it, but there's the, the coffee grounds in there. But 
There's all the goodness, dude. So that'll be next. That's a uh, case coffee of Honduras. I'm down to try that. Like I, I've, I've never really done like a side by side with coffee. It's kind of weird. Mm, grab, oh, your cup right okay. in front of you, dude. There you go. Sorry, man. Um. No, so I'm curious with CBD, man. I, 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 I'm not one to take pills already. Um, I, I don't. I mean, as far as Tylenol or Advil, I, I probably, if I really need it, I mean, maybe two, three, four times a year, I'll take Advil. Really? Tylenol. I don't take it at all, dude. There like, if, if I have a headache, I usually try to tough it out, and if it gets really bad, which is rare, knock on wood, I, I just, you know, mm. I'll, I'll take something. But this I, smells I, a little bit different. It does. It's supposed to be more. This one's supposed to be like more floral or something. It's got a different taste to it for sure. You can taste the difference. This is a lot stronger for me. To me, it's a lot stronger. Strength is one thing, but it's more. Uh, the other one was a little bit uh, warmer. Or this one's a little bit more uh, zingy. I would think. Y- yeah. 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 Well, I, I mean, orange blossom. Okay. You know, orange blossom toffee. I could definitely see like how this is. Uh, it's definitely got more of like a tang to it, mm-hmm. where the other one was maybe a little more, uh, I guess, warm. Would yeah, would that, would that be the right term? I'm not sure, but but um, I could definitely see like the difference between like chocolatey and it's almost like with with beers. Like you have like the floral ones are usually more kind of tangy and yeah. like kind of out front, and mm-hmm. then uh, like like porters and everything else, it's kind of heavy and that's interesting. That's cool. I mean, they're definitely similar. Right. Like, I mean, we're I'm very amateur at this, but like I, I could definitely tell the difference. Subtle, but it's there. It's there, yeah. So yeah, so you know, I mean, you, it could be a placebo effect, like you're saying. But uh, I've been able to jump in and out of my truck without like really having like pains on my knee. Well, so be careful because I mean, what it's doing it it's it's probably covering the pain. I, I wouldn't say it's it's not it's not fixing you. It's just it's it's relieving the pain. So don't get too crazy. Right. No. Yeah. I'm gonna start smoking this right now. I'm just kidding. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no. Uh. Well, you know, I, I hyperextended my knee, you know, a while ago down in Baja. Um, so I've been kind of trying to recover from that. It makes me cringe. Right? So it just it's hindering my riding because, it, you know, when I go ride sure. where, I'm, where I'm doing like a hike or something, you know, I get back down and, like, it hurts. Like, I'm, it's you, swollen. Your knees are one of the most used things. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. It's besides your arm or something. <laughs> I don't know, your brain yeah. or something. <laughs> no, your knee, yeah, I mean, especially riding bikes. but Yeah. I... Yeah, dude. I mean, if, it, if it's working, but I, well, another thing I've heard too is that it wears off fast. Are you are you applying that often? No, just um, you know what? I do it twice a day. So okay. uh, when I go to bed, and then in the morning when I'm working. Okay. Like before I go to, before I jump in my work truck, I'll, I'll apply it, and then 15 minutes, you know, that kind of starts taking a little bit of effect. Yeah. And that's it. I forget about it throughout the whole day. Hmm. So I'm, I'm constantly jumping in out of my truck. So you know, like the steps. So I'm like climbing in out of the truck, maybe. Three four foot, you know, from yeah. from the from the bottom jumping into the truck, so or you know jumping the back or I'm running around whatever. So mm-hmm. so I'm always you know climbing in and out of stuff. But I to me honestly like I feel the difference and I I've been noticing like there's other other comp- companies that are pushing the CBD stuff. Um, you've probably seen it, right? Mm-hmm. Like you know, and it's over the counter. They're using it for dogs now. Well, like, I was gonna the, say the pet the, stuff. The pet stuff is a, a huge industry right now. It's yeah, booming. it's expensive too. Yeah, it's really expensive. So I'll, actually, I'm, people that are graduated, these two girls are graduated with, started their own little pet CBD thing. Oh, see. Yeah, yeah, it's a new thing. So I mean, I, I would be interested to see how they extract it. Like, how do they separate it from the the psychoactive versus the non psychoactive? Yeah, you know, like there's there like a you have to like 
boil it or heat it or like you just extract it. It's a trip, dude. I don't, I don't, I mean, well, we, we would have to get somebody in here, like somebody from the dispensary and talk about this, you know, or actually it wouldn't be a bad idea or somebody in like that does that just focuses on CBD because you know, you, like you think about CBD, like, oh, that's marijuana, like that's a drug. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had to go to the dispensary to get it, but there's, there's some stuff that you can get over the counter. Yeah. A lot of people are, are scared of it for sure. Yeah. There, there, there definitely is that the, the, the connotation of, you know, it's part, part of the plant. It's going to have some, you know, active ingredients, but right. that is, yeah, it's a weird kind of thing right now. Yeah. That would actually be kind of cool to get someone from a dispensary. I mean, we don't smoke. I, I, it just has to be someone that's a professional. Well, I, I mean, yeah, I, I want to know how, how they how they separate it and how they test it and how they figure out, like, the potency of, like, is all CBD made the same? Well, I know it gets kind of sketchy. Like, <laughs> I don't know about CBD. I'm, I'm sure there might be, or I shouldn't say I'm sure. Uh, maybe there's a science. But as far as, like, edibles and stuff that I've heard, some say 10 milligrams and others say 10 milligrams and they're not the same. Right. You because of strains, right? Well, especially when cooking, like if you have like if you're doing brownies, you don't if you don't evenly distribute the the weed, I would think maybe you have like a really heavy brownie and the other one <laughs> if you put in 100 milligrams into a into a batch and then you have 10 brownies come out, you're like, "Oh, it's got 10 milligrams." But what if one's got like 50 because they all just wanted to sit in one area? Right. All of a sudden you're like, Bro, I thought this was ten milligrams. <laughs> Get all loaded. All of a sudden, you're anywhere. five times more than what you're expecting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe that like CBD is a little bit easier to, to gauge, but yeah, I mean, you know, tonight's show we're kind of all over the place. Coffee, you know, road trips, and yeah. a little bit of sustainability. But I mean, I, I mean, this doesn't scare people away. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, it's. I'd be interested to see what people, you know, the reactions when they start listening to the podcast, you know, Monday. Yeah. And seeing what what they think, but you know, it, it's. We have a platform, dude. So you know, we get to talk about what we want to talk about, and people choose to listen or they choose not to listen. And we you know we appreciate whatever listener base is out there listening to our shenanigans. Also, I'd throw it out like if someone wants to, you know, hear certain like a certain topic, like let us know. Yeah, and I'll I'll do some research or whatever. Yep. Like today was we were just kind of catching up, dude. We're like, just kind of doing our own thing. But yeah. If if someone wants to hear something, bikes or whatever. Right, be kind of cool. Yeah, we're working on some some special guests to come on the studio and, and talk story. Nice. Um, you know, get into some some racing stuff like road racing, um, all American racing. You know, um, they're here in Santa Ana. Okay. So maybe I'm trying to get those guys in the studio and and uh, get the roadie aspect. No, this is like road racing, like oh, like open wheel, like Dan Gurney. You know, his Dan Gurney's son. Okay. So I, I talked to him a while back ago and about you know coming to the show doing a podcast and he was pretty interested and he's a mountain biker as well and he's got a Ford Transit so Damn. that's kind of how we connected dude like I, w- I was at the the burger stop and you know their shops right next to it okay. so my van was up there and he's like hey what's up with your van and we started talking about the van you know I was like oh yeah dude like and I know like his dad passed away not too long ago so I'm like dude like it's a bummer that you know he's like oh that's my dad I'm like oh dude I'm sorry to hear that you know so you know when we talk about you know I opened up the back and there's a bike you know and we start talking about, oh, yeah, I just got a bike, and, you know. Nice. So we have a lot of cool things that have been common, so I, I want to bring him in here and talk about, like, the, the road racing aspect, and, you know, his dad was a pioneer in, in, in racing, you nice. know. Kind of like kind of like, uh, like Brett Foes, you know, he was one of the pioneers in, in off-road racing. You know, he was part of the, you know, they started building trophy trucks and the innovation and just, you know, nice. learning how to, you know, fabricate, w- and, fabricate and how stuff works, dude. It's, 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 it's amazing. Like, I like that show, How Stuff Works. Yeah. Or like the who's, who's the guy that does the um, like um, micro, micro, dirty jobs, dirty jobs. That's pretty cool because you get to appreciate like okay, that's where 
that stuff comes from well that's what it takes to to make that product or whatever mm. you know what i mean fabrication is a lost art too it is sure. it is Every, well because everybody wants it now Especially the new, i would say it's not a lot it's lost in in the new generation for sure like my age 25 or so well you know uh there's a demand right now for 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 commercial truck drivers there's a huge demand for a lot of like with machine shops man people can't get talented machinists i mean cnc is one thing there, there's people that are doing that kind of stuff but people just willing to go into a job get dirty people don't want to do it people don't want to start from the bottom is the biggest problem they want too much money mm. it's, it's kind of tough you, you think it's it's because of society where they they're, they're like focused that camera like school school like you want to be a doctor you want to be a lawyer you know you want to be this you want to be that you want to go to school versus like getting your you know getting your hands dirty and like learning a trade and you know yeah i mean kind of like your dad right i mean your dad started from how did your dad start anyway how did your dad start his company uh he was basically forced into a situation to decide like what he's gonna do right it wasn't even what what is what's he gonna do it's more of like i I have to do this um because at the time my brother was four and i was on the way so i I think he got the business in 92 but he I mean, my parents went to some college, didn't graduate, and my mom was working as a, um, whatever she was doing. She was doing, like, the appointment, uh, working in an appointment center at a, at a private hospital mm-hmm. with, um, it was my dad's family, and my, my mom's mom was all working in the same spot. That's how they that's had, a, it. <laughs> that's it was a trip, dude. Down and downy. And so, like, it was, like, literally my, my dad's sisters and mom, and then my mom and her mom were working at the same place. And okay. And they were like, oh, man, like, you should. This is, this is, this is, this is crazy, dude, because that's how my dad and my mom met. Really? Yeah. That's so weird. So my mom was working at a place, and my dad, my 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 aunt, my dad's sister, and my grandma, my dad's mom, they were working in the same place, and that's how they met. That's a trip. <laughs> that is a trip, dude. So like with my parents, my mom was working there, and then uh, she was friends with my my dad's sisters, and I'm like, oh, you gotta meet Russ, and you know, and then that's and that's, <laughs> that's how, so. Then that's they hit him trip, up, dude. So then uh, when she started getting along with my dad, obviously, uh, my dad was playing uh, in a softball league. Okay. And then uh, on the softball team was all these other guys, whatever. And, and uh, my mom was like telling the sisters, "Hey, you should. We should all go out to the softball thing." And then next thing happens, uh, this guy Tony, now my uncle Tony, was uh, got all close to my dad's sister. This is weird. Like everybody that is a trip, though. dude. Either way, so th- this all happens, and then uh, you know they get married after dating four or five years, and then my brother was obviously born. My dad was a, a fabricator, and he, he was restoring. Um, old cars so like he they're specializing like corvettes like 68 okay. 67 68 corvettes was um, that was that like a family-owned business or was that like he just worked for a shop or something worked for a shop okay i don't know the name of the shop or whatever but they were uh, restoring old cars at the time so this is in the 80s and um or early 90s at that point and he knew a guy that uh, it was a french dude i forgot his name he owned this company Pierre. <laughs> probably <laughs> Um, that owned the company, Centerless Repair, and uh, the guy was um, elderly, and he's like, "If you want the company, I'll sell it to you." Mm-hmm. And he had a, he had me on the way, and he didn't have much else going on. He was pretty stagnant at that other job, and it wasn't a big business at the time. Or at least they weren't doing all that well. And he basically had to jump on. He's like, "All right, I gotta, I gotta make the move." And he sink or the, swim. Bought the business. Wow. And at the time, there was uh, I want to say eleven or twelve employees, so it was it was pretty big at the time. And as time has gone now with technology, it's definitely shrank. Mm-hmm. But um, it, now, from working there for five years, you start talking to other business owners, and they're talking about how we can't get new people. The people that we're hiring are either 60, 70-year-old guys that have done you know, machining in the past, or it's just you know, immigrants. 
they'll do the dirty work, but then they can only go so far either from language barriers or just the, the knowledge barrier. But we're not getting people like me, qualified. 25, that are either qualified or want to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm going to school now, and the the what the school told us at orientation was how much the average of what people make out of college because you're getting all excited how much money you're going to make when you graduate. I think the average, Reality check. Average was like 51000 um, Yeah, and then what yeah. about your debt? <laughs> well, I mean, luckily I'm not in an expensive school, but right. But I'm talking about like if you go to like a USC. Oh yeah, I mean they're expecting that's even worse. I mean I shouldn't say worse, but they they come out expecting hundred thousand dollars, seventy thousand dollars. Which I mean I guess if you have the education and whatever, but they people don't want to do the dirty work. They expect the school to do all of it, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and it's it's weird for me because I'm not a very scholastic person, but I'm doing it just because I I, I know it's probably good for my future. Mm-hmm. But there, there is a, a lot, you, there's something lost in translation as far as the hard work goes, and I, I, I struggle sometimes too. But I, my hands are dirty, you know. I, I work in a machine shop, so I think that might help me in the future. Where some people just they don't see that, nor do they respect it, and it's kind of mm. weird. Yeah. So it's interesting. I, I like the smell of like the the, the chemicals that are, that are used in there, and like Dude. the burning. <laughs> Burning metal and like burning flesh. <laughs> some of that stuff smells okay, but the coolant, man, the coolant starts smelling pretty funky. Oh, some yeah. of some of these shops, it's embarrassing. But right, yeah, that's nah, people don't want to do the dirty work. Mm-hmm. It's hard enough to find someone that knows what they're doing, but then to put up with it's kind of a thing. Yeah, it's a trip. Yeah, I mean, like for trucking, I know a bunch of a bunch of company owners that hit me up like, "Hey, dude, like if you know somebody that that's looking for work, like I, I need a guy like now." What's a guy like me that's 25 years old? I mean, we're not looking to drive a truck because we've, we've built this connotation of, of what a truck driver is, and they don't want to be it. Everybody wants to be a student. Everybody wants to be a, a, this whole push right now f- to be a CEO and like be your own uh, be your own boss. Well, I'm, I, I, Work I, your I, own I, hours. I, I want to be my own boss. But people look at be your own boss as be the millionaire. Oh. You, you want the big house. You yeah. want you want to make all that money. You want to you know build the company and then you sell it to someone else. You don't want to you don't want to work on that kind of thing. Right. This whole push to be like your own boss and be be CEO of whatever. Uh, that maybe that's the, it's a pipe dream, man. Yeah, and then in the meantime, it's it, tech has been propped up and the the work that's getting everything done is being put down. Mm-hmm. Especially in Orange County, we're in a bubble, dude. Everybody wants to. You know, work in tech, I guess. Not, not me, dude. I, I like, I like to be outdoors. Dude. Like, I have my own schedule. Um, depending on how hard gonna, I want, you're not going to make millions. I guess uh, everybody's pipe dream is to make millions, but in the meantime, people, is that going to make you happy though? That's one thing I've been battling for sure. Is money going to make you happy? I got. I, I, we could start a whole tangent on that. I mean, you know, for me, you know, the American dream for me, you know, everybody has an American dream, right? Yeah. For me, is buying my own war truck. You know, like being my own boss, you know, and, and then at, at that point, it's up to me to be successful and to hustle or to be like, you know what? I'm I'm happy with what I'm making. Mm-hmm. I have a, you know, you have control, a control, it's control. Right. You, you put in whatever you put in, you, you get out. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you don't want to work a, for a week, you know, people call you like, oh, dude, I already have work set up or I'm on vacation or whatever. And mm-hmm. then that's fine. There's there's other people that'll that'll take your place. There's pros you know. and cons, man. Pros yeah. and cons to it, right? For sure. Yeah, um, but that's my American dream. Like, I want to be like an owner operator. I want to buy. I want to have my own truck, and then from there, working hard, I can get my own. You know, buy a house. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe not in Orange County because of what's going on. Or it's crazy, dude. But you know, yeah. having some kind of property would be nice. But I think having a work truck, 
because that's that's your money maker. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people focus on like I want a house, I want a house. I'm like, well, then how are you gonna afford it? Yeah, that's true. You that's know, true. I mean, if you can hustle and and like have a small business, you know, and yeah. you know you're renting something for a while until you until you're like you start getting set up, then you have something to to fall on. Yeah, I mean, in your case, I mean, the truck is your that's that's your investment, and for people that. Um, in a college situation, you're investing in your human capital, and human capital is a big thing right now, um, especially for me at 25. I mean, the average uh, time you spend at a, a job anymore, I think they say, is seven to was it six to eight years, seven years or so, mm-hmm. um, and then you move on, move on to a new job. So it's no longer the you're there for 30 years, right? Um, because that's changed. Know, companies want to find the new fresh talent, so that's a, that's the big thing right now is investing in your own human ca- uh, capital, which is your knowledge on whatever your trade is. So say you work in a tech company and you're you're working software or something, and then all of a sudden they drop you, and then you're kind of like, well, I know software, but maybe say website design or something is the new thing, and you have to teach yourself that. So like you have maybe, to you, maybe you, have to, you mm. pay the ten thousand dollars to go to school to learn about that. You're investing in your own human capital. You are your own truck at that point. Yeah, but so, so you but you're constantly reinventing yourself because you have it, to. It, it depends on what you're doing. So that that's yeah. if if you want to be that kind of person that's in tech, you have to be completely open minded like you were as a kid where you have to ask questions, you have to be like, Okay, how does this work? And you can't look at new tech and be like, Oh, this is you know, I like the old stuff. You mm-hmm. have to always be you have to learn, forget and relearn. Like you right. have you have to know how to, you know, transfer your skills and learn new skills. But at that point you're just a number, dude. You're just a number. Like, you know, for, for us, well, you know, like, um, well, what I do is, like, we have good relationship with, with the business owners, mm-hmm. like the guys that are writing the checks. So we, we sell ourselves as customer service, you know, getting the job done right, you know. Uh, you, can, cause you can screw it up, dude. Like, you can screw up hauling dirt. Trust me, dude. I've I seen pictures of one guy. He, uh, he was, he was un- offloading his, 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 uh, his truck, right? You know, you have a big dump box, raising it up, and... Either he was on uneven ground, or he didn't lower his airbags. And brand new Peterbilt, dude. He probably has a two hundred grand into this truck. Tipped it over. Tweaked the frame. Brand new truck, dude. So you can screw it up, you know what I mean? But yeah. it's it's all about for us is like you know we work one on one with the owners. We you know we we you know we provide trucking when when they need more than one truck or two trucks, whatever. Um, you know we find guys that are gonna be willing to hustle and and, and get the job done because there's a lot of guys that. Milk, the, you know, you, you know, you go to the, to the county dump, you know, you, you, you know, you're taking asphalt granites because they, they use it to, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a layered thing, right? So they, they have trash and then they have dirt and then they have like mulch and then they put asphalt over that. So it's kind of like a, like a, like a big. Packs it down. Yeah. It's like a big cake. You know what I mean? Like, a, you know, but so anyway, so guys go up there and like BS for a while and that you don't want those kind of people. You're, they're just there to milk the clock. Money. Time is money, dude. Time is money. Yeah, I mean, maybe we shouldn't uh, compare the two and, and, like, you know, downplay one or the other. So, it's like, obviously, if you're working in the tech industry, if you're, like, a me being – if I go into a business situation, I have to be the guy that's able to, to adjust. I mean, I can have my core um, principles, but I need to be able to adjust to um, either new tech or a, a new – say there's new uh, owners to a company that I'm working at or something. I mm-hmm. need to be able to relearn. But when the truck – um, industry for you it's it's all about consistency and, and being able to market yourself and uh, in key relationships right it's going to be a longer road no pun intended but um yeah maybe it's just two different things you know mm-hmm. and uh we have a situation now where 
I think we have one side of the world making a lot more money than the other side of the world. One side being the tech side making a bunch, and you know the the physical side not making as much. And uh, you have companies like Amazon now uh, next month that everybody's they're raising their minimum wage to fifteen bucks. Well, I mean, so he, he's the, a world's richest man, dude, and he, and there are some some of his employees were were on like welfare or something because they weren't making enough money. I don't know how true that is, but you know that was what they were I mean, they were put in the news. I'm sure there's a lot of companies that are like that. You know, people that are minimum wage and not, not making enough to be able to sustain themselves. But my point being, he's going to now pay them 15 bucks an hour. That's going to basically it changes the the value of the dollar. So it's like, mm-hmm. why would I work at this job if I can go work at Amazon and make 15 bucks minimum? Well, so you know, kind of going off of what you're saying, right now it's it's a market for employees. You. It's no longer the the, the company interviewing you. It's you interviewing the company. It's like, what can you offer me? This is what I bring to the table. What can you offer me? And I and I'll tell you why. I'm tell you why I'm saying that because my my buddy, he's also a truck driver, and uh, right now he's pretty much trying to figure. You know, he you know he's 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 a fuel hauler. He's hauling fuel. Okay. So he doesn't want to work weekends. Okay. So he's kind of like picking and choosing what company he wants to work for, and. Some companies offer more money, some companies less money. So it's kind of like weighing the odds. Like, okay, wh- what's going to be a better fit for me? You know, because right. there's a demand. It's a good position to be in. There's a demand. Mm-hmm. You know, and you go to in the asphalt right now, there's a demand for, for work, for the workers that are experienced or even people that want to work in the asphalt. Mm-hmm. So right now you can almost pick and choose what company you want to work for and negotiate like what you want to get paid and the benefits Benefits, yeah yeah benefits so he, he's thing. like he's like well i'll just you know work here for for a little bit until i can find what what i want you know and you know pe- you know he said he'll, he'll go like on on linkedin or whatever and you know companies that are not really hiring he'll go and you know sit down and talk to them and they'll offer him a job mm-hmm. because they're like oh you know what we need somebody like you yep so he's like oh, i'm just looking you know so it's kind of picking and choosing what where he wants to work at that's a weird situation to be in man it's a trip dude that's that's uh that's strange. I mean, I'm all for it because now you know now you're worth more. Yeah, if you can if you can create if you can uh, if you can house that kind of wealth in yourself, I mean that's that's definitely a, a, a thing to aspire to. Right. Um. Yeah, I mean that's 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 the end goal is you you, you know don't you have to be to be undeniable you have to be undeniable. I mean you, if you put out the product if you put out the the performance. You're undeniable, you know. Well, I mean, you kind of, kind of going off what you're saying. Look at, look at McGregor, dude. <laughs> was it Khalib? Uh, Khabib. Khabib. That was a. Uh, I didn't see the whole fight, but I, you yeah, know, right. I, I saw the the aftermath. Yeah, the aftermath. And I'm like, I was like, wow. Everybody saw that. Yeah. That was nuts, dude. You know, and uh, I mean, there you go. You you put the work in, dude. And there's your result. You know, if, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of like like Rocky Balboa, like a one you know, of the Rocky movies. Are you where saying that you're? He put in all the work to be put in the work and beat Connor. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, I think. I mean, yeah, he was be- the better fighter, but man, I there's a lot of weird stuff to happen. That go fight. ahead. No, it's just. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, I, I guess uh, Dana, the, the guy, the owner of the UFC, I think he was uh, threatening like a year and a half suspension or something and a quarter million dollar fine. On who? On Khabib. Because of the because of the like shenanigans. Well, that, the whole fight was terrible. That's terrible for the sport. 
and that's that's a really bad. Uh, was it a fight? That was we're talking about like the brawl afterward, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. Not no, the fight. Like no, the, the, fight the, actual... the fight itself was was, was was he won. I mean, mm-hmm. at the end of the you know at the end of the day, he won. And, and Connor's really good at losing. I think that's why he's also stayed on top, and that's why he gets the rematch. He doesn't just blow up and, and have a hissy fit. Right. But the whole thing with Khabib and it was in re- retaliation that whole thing that happened months back with Connor. And that whole whatever the two gangs kind of going after each other. Yeah, the but, was um, the Irish and the German or something. Like that? Uh, no, it's the Russians. <laughs> oh, it, the it, Russians. It was, yeah, it was Khabib's crew was beating up on someone that Connor knew and whatever, and he threw the dolly through the window of the bus. All yeah. that stuff. It was in retaliation to that, and then Connor was supposedly saying stuff about Khabib's dad. And uh oh, you, when don't, you're, th- you, when don't, you're, you don't talk about family, man. When you're a professional athlete and you start, you know, the guy that that. that uh, picture now of him doing that two-leg kick thing have you seen that yeah dude like i mean that's it's just not good right right but, yeah you, you're saying he's putting in the hard work he did win but he's not a well i mean at, at that point he, he let his you know he was just you know pumped on adrenaline dude and he just probably didn't think things mm, through not a good enough excuse i mean people have been <laughs> okay. on that, people Fair have been enough. On, people have been on that adrenaline before and Connor's, Fair connor's been on that adrenaline it doesn't he doesn't yeah. do that yeah i mean you're right there's other stuff riding on it so they just kind of Expressed, you know, you should have, you should have been more professional about it. Yeah. That's what you're saying, yeah. But you're an employee at that point, you know. You, you know? are. You're, you're 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 an ambassador as well. You're representing, you know, not only yourself, your family, but the sport. Yeah. You know, and and now people are like, well, you know, I guess it's not really. A, this guy's crazy. Yeah, this guy's <laughs> local, dude. This guy will beat you up. Yeah. <laughs> you see all those pictures with Drake. Yeah. Uh, Drake is like a big Connor fan. Yeah. And there's like that one picture of like it was Khabib's kick, and then Drake's face is like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny, dude. We're all over so, the place, dude. I love it. I love it. Hopefully, our listeners love it too. All right, guys, that's yeah. that's our show. Uh, Hits on one radio dot com, and uh, you guys can find us on uh, on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, um, FM Player. I mean, we're we're you know SoundCloud. Our stuff will drop on Monday. Yeah, follow, and, follow on Instagram too on uh, Beyond the Bike uh, Podcast. Beyond, Instagram. Oh, Beyond, Beyond the Bike Radio. And uh, radio, is that what it is? Yeah. And then uh, if you, I mean, give us some ideas or topics and we'll talk about them. Give us some feedback. Feedback's awesome if, if you can get that. I mean, it's the interaction with the listeners. Would be yeah, cool. yeah. Beyond the bike, all one word, underscore radio. That's where you can find us on the on the Insta. Cool. We want uh, we, we to hear from you guys. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace.